and to go live. <laughs> oh. Well, ain't I lost, as always. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. We're going to cover a couple things. We're starting a new topic now, kind of. We're going to wrap up the Ephesians 5 man and the Proverbs 31 woman. Why did, oh, because it's down there. I just ain't got it together. What did I wrap up? So you guys know I have this book and I write down everything I do every day so I can keep track of verses so I'm not repeating myself. Man. And I like to go back because I actually have a calendar for every month and I write the spiritual things that happen to me. What was the verse, Matthew? So I was going to share my my video on Facebook. <laughs> Had somebody tell me yesterday my he doesn't believe me. Bullshit. That's what he said. For those of you who think what I'm saying is bullshit, then go ask God. The thing is, the people that believe that think I'm full of shit, they're not going to God for answers. They just hear it. And it irritates their soul because they want to believe that what they're reading and what they've known for all these years is correct. Well, it's not. Why do I know? How does Christine have the authority, the audacity to sit up here and talk about reincarnation and all of these things? Because I went to God. See, I did what most people are unwilling to do. I followed Jesus' footsteps. I studied him profusely. I had to understand. I became just like him. Instead of mimicking the behaviors of the toxic people that I was raised around, that I put myself around, I began to mimic the behavior of D Jesus. It began to all fall into place. And because that, God has blessed me with wisdom and knowledge to share with others. <laughs> so that's how I know. God has shown me. Now, if you want to call God a liar, go. Go call him a liar. Because it doesn't bother me that you think I'm full of shit. A lot of people do. But I don't find my value in mankind. I found my value in God. So what you say has no meaning because God has allowed me to say what comes out of my mouth. But like I said, those who call me full of shit, 
are too scared and insecure, and I said it, fear and insecurity are the emotions that hold us back, you guys. I was going through this yesterday. If I don't fear something, then it can't be scary, right? But oftentimes we do fear things. A lot of people fear going to God because they don't want to know the truth because the truth really is that you're kind of a shitty person. That's why a lot of people don't go to God. You have to realize who you become in this world. And once you become aware of who you become, it takes a lot of work to undo it. It's a lot for the soul. So, that's my take on that. see what else do I want to touch bases on you guys we're going to talk about hell today I want to talk on something that I laid awake at 4 30 this morning going god what are we going to talk about you know what he didn't show me until six o'clock that we were going to be talking about hell he just likes to wait until last minute to really <laughs> he likes doing that to me but I think what he's doing is he's ensuring that I lean completely on him and I don't get all worked up in a frenzy, which I don't. I was like, oh, you'll bring it to me eventually. So we are going to be talking about hell and the way that God is going to lead me. Okay? Because there's no actual physical place called hell. There's no devil running it. We the people of this society have created the things that are sinful. We are sinful. We choose to be sinful. It's just like addiction. It took me a long time to stop justifying and making excuses. Well, I did it because, well, I did it because. No, I chose to put the bottle up to my mouth and drink it and I chose to do it every day. And I chose to get my body physically addicted to a substance that messed me up. I chose. And in taking that power back, I began to realize I'd make different choices. But before we begin with this, this diagram, you guys, God showed me something this morning. It was very at ends, right? I've had a lot of things go through my mind about this. What it takes to do this. I've never seen it. I've never seen this in front of me, ever. So that's why, I mean, I'm seeing it. But I've never seen somebody else go through it. So I'm absorbing the experience. But there's a verse in Ephesians 5, and this is where I want to go. In Ephesians 5, chapter 5, verse 26 through 27, it says that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Okay. 
that he might present her to himself in a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle with anything, but that she should be holy without blemish. Now in the church, in society, you know, I've heard this before. A lot of people think she's supposed to be, you know, holy. She's supposed to be cleansed. They oftentimes associate that with sexual purity. So I'm just going to say it. Oftentimes a lot of people link that verse with a woman's sexual purity purity okay but it doesn't say that this is where mankind takes the bible and they run with it and they mess people up trying to make them into what they believe to be true that god is trying to say instead of going to god for what it means in the bible a guy that told me yesterday, I guarantee he's never asked God to show him the truth in the Bible. And I've said that to a lot of people. If you asked God to show you truth, then your words mean nothing. I don't say that. Because I go to God for everything. He will sanctify her. He is capitalized. God will sanctify this woman through the man. Okay, this is what happens, and this is what makes an Ephesian 5 man an exceptional man. Because he will surrender and follow his heart in what God is asking him to do. Sanctifying her means, and I feel like because my microphone is right there. Sanctifying means the watering of her by the word to cleanse her. What I was saying in this cycle, flushing her out, the man's, how do I want to word that correctly? God's love through the man will flush and cleanse these things that make the woman unholy out of her. And what makes a woman unholy? Okay. Their characteristics, their values, their pains, their traumas that make us manipulating, that make us jealous, that make us controlling, that make us insecure, that make us fearful. All of those things, those negative emotions are toxins within us. They make us unclean in the eyes of God, in the kingdom of God. Those are the things that make us unclean. Because those are the things that drive us to do toxic behaviors. I know because it's called self-sabotaging. I've done it so many times. I understand the cycle. I would self-sabotage because I was still harboring those toxic emotions within my soul. I want to bring this into play because somebody told me something very interesting this morning and it was just <laughs> it got me excited <laughs> this brought me healing that's probably why i asked i don't know so you guys in our lifetime as a woman and as a man 
as a man too, men will get healing from women. There's always that one person that's kind of, you know, God is using to cleanse the other. Maybe it works both ways. I don't know. I don't know the other side of me. Okay. We carry resentment. You know, I tell you your cup's filled with resentment. I had a lot of resentment in my life. I remember the moment. Completely losing it. Nobody was around. And I hated everything. I hated that I gave in to everything that everybody else wanted to do. I hated it. I hated it. Specific moments. I look back in my life and I go, why did I do that? You know why I didn't do that? Why I did that? Why I gave in to things I didn't want to do? Because I didn't love myself enough. That's the truth. But it harbored resentments. And when you hold it in, it becomes this festering toxic that I was talking about yesterday. I really want to go into this. There's a reason God brought it up, okay? So we're going to go back, you guys. I know we did this yesterday, but I have to do it even deeper. Good morning, Vincent. Okay. You know, because in these moments, there's always good parts of us too. Okay. When I was like this, there was moment I had, you know, there was good parts of me too. But always under the surface was this resentment. Okay. They came from the traumas that I never dealt with. That festered fear and insecurities that became hate. Okay, it was this one festering bubble that I would always try to not allow beyond here. It couldn't come out of my mouth. I could never say the things that irritated me. It would take a lot. Listen, I suffocated so much in my life. <laughs> it's taken God a lot to bring this out. And every time I would get up to here, and it would be ready to explode, that's usually where my relapse would happen, or my self-sabotaging, because I just couldn't take it anymore. I didn't know how to deal with that. Nobody had ever educated me how to deal with it appropriately. They called me weak. I'll never forget that word. And I stress that because it's not. It hurts people when you say those things. It's not motivating. So whenever it got up to this point, I would always cope. Okay? And one day I realized I just didn't want to cope anymore. It wasn't working. 
It wasn't helping me. I was losing everything in my life again. And I didn't want to go down that road. I knew where that ended up at. I really had to look at myself in the very first time that, or the very last time I, I really relapsed into self-sabotaging. God peeled me open to look and examine at these things. And after that, I came back to this cycle again, right? I came back when these things came up. And instead of self-sabotaging, I let it out. I let it out for whatever it was. I had no idea what was going to happen. Like, it's just all this stuff suddenly came out. But once I let it out, and it came out like this, you guys. It came out like this. It came out as hate towards another person. That's what they felt. They felt the hate of these things that came from my past. And they had no attachment to my past. None of it. Chino will know what I'm talking about. really help me through this oh why is this making me emotional now I don't want to talk about it I really had to sit back and think about the words that came out of my mouth on this and I really once they came out I had to really reflect on this realize that I was allowing things to a boiling point that were unnecessary. And I asked God to show me how to deal with it now. Now that it was out of me, I asked God, how do I deal with it from now on? And he showed me. But here's the thing, you guys. Now, this love that pushed, yeah, I just, this love from God that got pushed through an Ephesians 5 man, pushed out and cleansed me. It purified me. I can say that. It purified me. My heart and soul are at peace. I haven't had this moment since the time that God made his presence known to me and showed me what love and forgiveness really was. I haven't felt this way since then. That was over two years ago. I was purified for God, for the purpose of God, that I can now go around actually loving people, being purified with the word. And that's how it works, you guys. It's not sexual purification. P 
people like to attach those two and they they like to make people feel guilty for having these deep down desires and I want to stress that because a lot of people do they feel guilty for having these deep down desires that they don't understand where it comes from so we suffocate it and you have priests molesting altar boys I heard that one online it wasn't me who said it but it's true when you start suffocating sexual desires of people they start molesting children Pete, is that what happened to you? I can't imagine you were ever sexually suffocated, but maybe just no woman wanted you. My mother didn't want you. So maybe that was the problem. <laughs> you couldn't have it from an adult woman, so you had to do it for, she had to come to a child. makes sense it makes sense i mean but that's because you're kind of an asshole i wouldn't give it to you either oh you guys i've been purified that's how god does it you guys and that's what he means in this verse he might present to her himself a glorious church I have been cleansed and sanctified spiritually and physically in my soul from all the things that held me back from being what God created me to be. I am a church. God resides within me. I am sanctified. I am holy in the eyes of God. And it has nothing to do with sex, like many people think. It's about those deep, dark resentments and hateful things, that the traumas that we don't know how to deal with. Those things make us unholy because it's like, it's like a toxicity that resides in us. It's hate. Hate is sinful, you guys. That's the sin. Hate is the sin. Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you know why God destroyed those cities? Because they were raping men out of hate. It's in the Bible. Look at Lot. The angels came to tell him to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And men came to his door telling him, give us the man. We are going to rape him. That's out of hate. Hate is sinful. you're harboring hate for somebody you are being sinful if you harbor resentment for somebody you are sinful i was sinful i was filled full of a lot of hate i was very sinful i was sinful within my heart and god knew it and this is how god flushes it out of us it wasn't the drinking that made me sinful you guys it's not drugs that make us sinful. It's not the things that go into a man's mouth that defiles the man, by the way. That's a verse in the Bible. It's the things that come out. So it wasn't my drinking that made me sinful. 
It was the way it made me feel inside. God is smart. God is so clever. Because that was the very thing I was sent this morning, you guys. This this has had me thinking. If it's something you can't live with yourself with, then you will just resent the other person. That's sin. You live in sin. That's the sin, you guys. We're going to be going through hell all this week. This is what this is the topic of this week, you guys. I don't even know where God's rolling with this, but I'm just rolling along with in the passenger side because I'm not driving. I'm out looking at the butterflies and the birds just kind of enjoying it. It's not the behaviors. It's the way it makes us feel. Now there, there was a time that was kind of fun to drink. And I was having a good time. I wasn't being sinful. I was being loving. But then it began to control my life and I loved the drinking more than I loved anything else. Then suddenly there wasn't love because suddenly I started being an unhappy person. It was a cycle. I chose to be unhappy because I chose to drink every day. It was a vicious cycle that I created. I created my own hell. That's the hell, you guys, that our soul lives in. Okay. It's not people going in. I've had sexual relations outside of marriage. I had a relationship that wasn't a marriage. That wasn't sinful. In my eyes, for a minute, I believed that would have been the person I was staying with, but then the hate and resentment in my heart, along with some choices I made to be deceitful and drink on top of it, made me that's the sin. And when we carry that hate and resentment, see, I'm working it out, you guys. This just blew my mind. I had no idea how this would fall into place. This... This is God, how God works. It's just so unplanned. So this is how God cleansed me to present me as a church in his kingdom to where there isn't any of this darkness. That's why I use this marker black to represent the darkness that falls into God's beautiful world. Because that's what it felt like. You guys, there were moments where I felt so suffocated. It was just so dark. I felt the world was so dark with my hate. 
had moments of absolute rage within me. And when I mean rage, I meant I felt like I was just going to explode from the inside out. And I didn't know how to control it. I was so angry. I was so hurt. I didn't understand why. It's because I was harboring all those things in there. And how did God cleanse me? First, he got me to talk about it with him. So I talked about all these things. Last year, I went through my whole life and talked about it with God. Then he started using this to get me to talk about it outwardly so it would be vocally out of my body because we all have to, we have to do that. We have to say it vocally. Even God says, go to your, go to your brother, tell him, tell him of your sins or go to the person that has hurt you and confront them. If they won't listen, then you bring a friend. And then if they don't listen, you bring the church. But churches don't do that nowadays because churches don't want to get involved. Churches, they want they want all this glory of look at me, look at me, look at the numbers, look at how beautiful it is. But they, yet they don't want to get involved with the hard topics. They don't want to take a stand because it would be conflicting. They want to remain in that comfortable little bubble. Well, the disciples didn't get to have that choice, now did they? Oh, I know people that go to church. I love them. I do. I just know the deep down truth. Many churches like their comfortable little bubble. Create this little, little world, this protective layer. And they don't want to do what God truly asked them to do within the Bible. People feel unfail, un. What is the feeling? How do I want to word this? And not in people feel feel unfulfilled within that church. So they'll have to move from church to church to church. That's why people change churches. They're beginning to not be completely filled, but what's necessary for their soul. It doesn't make it a bad church. But there are still things that are going on that are not right. So God, you cannot serve God completely. And I knew this. I knew this would be the point. This is why I never give up. This is why I kept going. Because I wanted what God was trying to bring me to, no matter the cost. And there was days I was tired, you guys. There was days I said, God, I don't think my soul can handle anymore. And he says, yes, you can. I think I just told my friend Gina this. I'm so tired, Gina. Like, I don't know. And it was right before this last cleansing, you would say. That's what he uses the full moon for, you guys. This is the using of the full moon. God will cleanse you. He will flush you out. It'll start with the new moon, and you'll start to feel uncomfortable. Okay? You'll start to feel uncomfortable. <sighs> Agitated, baby. Different kind of energy on the edge. I don't know. Some people feel super high. Just depends. Depends. Okay. Okay. It just, you just recognize you have an emotional change within your life. And it's different. And it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And eventually the full moon, because the gravitational pull, 
And by the way, we just had a super moon, so it was very close to us. So it was stronger yet. And look at what God did to me. memory guys just remembering something he will use that full moon to pull out spiritually to cleanse you to purify you some of us know what's going on and some of us don't god's always in the works even when we don't know it he will do his best for me i knew it so i allowed it on a deeper level so it's being flushed out. Literally, that's what it felt like. And eventually, once it was all out, here it is. I've been cleansed. It had nothing to do with sex, you guys. It had nothing to do with anything what people felt. God was cleansing me of the hate and the resentment and the trauma that was in me. That was the sin. He was sanctifying me in his love. The only way to sanctify me was to completely get rid of that. He has sanctified himself around me, but now I myself, I just don't feel it. It was in an AA meeting yesterday. I didn't even want to talk about my past. I was so happy. That's what I said. I'm so happy. Internally. I just want to be a loving. I just want to love. Like be loving. But you know what? It sure did feel like I was living in hell when I was harboring all that hate, resentment, and trauma. And that's where we'll begin tomorrow. So you guys, I had to do that recap. It came to me very last minute. I knew we were going to be talking about hell this week. But as I was walking up here, turning on my computer, God showed me how I had been cleansed. Because for a long time, I was like, my human flesh mind to the understanding of the man that would be the Ephesians 5 man, right, in my life. I always thought, well... It would have to be this. The way society told me that he should be. What are you doing? You weirdo. <laughs> Why are you hiding your face like you can't? <laughs> so you guys, I always thought the Ephesians 5 man would be the man who... What you think you know um <laughs> now there's only so much like wow it would have to do with sexual relations well Bailey oh, never mind I really thought that was the core of what would represent that kind of man, but it had nothing to do with that. It really did. It had my mind twisted for quite a bit on that. He should be this way. You know why? Because society said that that's the way he should be. But for me, that's not true. What 
he really cleansed me of and presented me white and new was all of all the hate and resentment that resided in me. Okay. It's got me thinking. So until tomorrow, you guys, I love you. I love everyone. Good morning, Joan. I don't even... I love you guys on Facebook. I do. I love you for watching. Don't take my word for it. If you do not believe what I'm saying is to be true, then ask God yourself. That's where you get absolute truth. If you don't agree with me, then ask God. Fact check me through God because that's my source. And if you have something better than that, please enlighten me. I want to know. I'm curious. So I love you guys on YouTube. Gina, I love you. Who else? Patreon. Podcasters. You guys, my mind's like, now I'm just in thought. I do love you guys. When we allow the process, it's beautiful how God works. He was very clever this morning how he laid out this, this sermon. He knew exactly what he was doing. Remember that. He knows everything. So I love you guys and God bless. Why are you walking in here like this? <laughs> Have you been up for a while?